When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. You know me, I'm a cat lady. I love cats. I love the personalities. I like the way they cut you with their sharp claws and hurt you. I really like to throw them on the bed and let them attack me. It's fun. I like all of it. You know what I don't like? I don't like that cat litter box. You know why? There's too much dust in it, and I don't like breathing in poopy, dusty things, which is why Arm & Hammer created new cloud control litter. That's right. There's no cloud of nasties when I scoop that litter. It's 100% dust-free, free of heavy perfumes. I hate heavy perfume. I'm a light perfume person, and it also helps reduce airborne dander from scooping. If you have allergies, you know, that creates phlegm. So what happens in the litter box stays in the litter box. New cloud control litter by Arm & Hammer. More power to you. Now Podcast One brings you Spike's Car Radio. A downloadable Cars and Coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Anyway, it's Friday the 13th. I know, Friday the 13th. I've got a little experience with Friday the 13th. Mine started a little early, Zuckerman. I have not really slept. I know, I see your eyes are googly. I'm googly-eyed. Yeah, and blurry, and blurry. Oh, very tired. Why didn't you sleep? Why don't we do that? You want to hear the saga? Should we roll this? We're rolling right now. Okay, I'm good. just gonna tell you. The, yeah, I'll tell you what's happening. All right. So as you know, um, it's uh, I, I. I coach my boys' uh, baseball team. It's fall ball, right? They don't have a lot of coaches now. Both of them are playing baseball, right? So that means I have practices at uh, six o'clock twice a week. Last night and the night before, right? And I, you know, that means I'm throwing batting practice. I'm not the main coach. I'm kind of the second or third tier coach, but. I've, I've done a lot of work so far. So last night, before I load up the kids in the car, right, I uh, this is this is a little wonky. This goes in – I'm in the backyard. The gardeners have left a pair of uh, cutting shears, like a little hand shears, right? How does this go to sleeplessness? But keep going. You, you'll see where okay. this goes, okay, <laughs> right? I've got like 10 minutes, and I'm looking at some of the branches, and, I, and, and I'm like that. You know how when you, your dental hygienist does all the work, and then the dentist comes in, he does a couple little fine tunes? Oh. I'm like, I'm going to do some fine tunes, right? So I'm cutting some stuff down, some trees that bother me, some places where the leaves hit me in the head. And I've left this big pile there, <clears throat> and I gather them up and carry them to the green container in my backyard. Okay, And I feel this. Kind of like sting, like this cut, right? And I look down at my wrist, and I'm bleeding in two places that look like fangs, right? You got a spider bite? 
<laughs> now, now, I don't know if you know this about my backyard, but it's loaded with black widows and brown widows. Like so much that we have to spray, right? So the kids don't die, right? And I'm not wearing gloves because I'm not an experienced gardener. But I go inside and Jack's like, why is your wrist bleeding? <laughs> right here, right? Right there. See it? Look. Why is your wrist bleeding? And I go, I don't know, something bit me. It doesn't hurt that much. You know, in fact, I don't even know if it was a spider. It just felt like it could have been anything, right? So he goes, well, why don't we Google uh, black widow bites? And we do. And it's literally a picture of my hand with these fang bites on it. And That's it pretty says, funny. You know what it says? It says this. You will not really know that you've been bitten by a black widow. You will feel a little sensation, like a light stinging. But in the subsequent hours... You You're going die. to start to die, yes. You'll start to have cramps. You'll start throwing up. So why are you here? <clears throat> why are you that? still here? Well, this goes to me not sleeping last night, right? Because so, you thought you would die? So or Jack you were... looks at me in the eyes. with so this starts getting a little glassy eyes. Well, should we, uh, should we, you know, he's only 11. Should we go to the emergency room? <clears throat> I go, Jack, I... Look, let's just – most spider bites aren't black widows. It's one of those moments where you're like, odds are it wasn't. The black widows, I've learned a ton about these guys. They, they don't like to bite people. They hide a lot under furniture. They're not really up in the leaves that much. <laughs> so I'm like, let's roll the dice. But look, if I collapse on the baseball field, just tell them the spider bite. And we go, okay. We all get in the car and we go to the field. James, too. He's going to help out with practice, right? So now – I kind of forget about it. About 30 minutes in, I'm throwing batting practice to the goofball kids who are jamming the ball back at my face. Like, you know, you have a little screen, and these kids are just crushing it. And I'm almost, you know, it's, I don't even want to get into that part, right? And I look down at my hand. Here, I want to show you my hand right now. <laughs> I'm going to take my watch off so you can just fully appreciate what's happening here. Look at, look at the oh, wrist. It's all, look oh, at the... look at that Ferris thing. <laughs> The poison is traveling to your heart. <laughs> okay. You see the I see it. The big bruise and the, the swollen hand. Oh, you you are dying. So what do I'm, I get? I'm throwing the ball, and I'm feeling kind of lightheaded, but I also worked out in the morning, and I've been eating right, so I don't know if it's that. And I'm like, holy shit, my, my finger's all swollen now, and my wrist is bruised. And this is this is men, Zuckerman, right? I just keep going. I'm like, whatever. Let I'd me take r- a I'd picture like to of ju- this. I just, I'd rather just die on the baseball field because I love baseball. Here, take a picture. Can you get a picture of that? Yes, I certainly can. Let's so see where the little bites. Piece, right? Let's see where the little bites are on the other side. So bite. it's crazy how the bites on the top of your hand and the poison is on the is on the inside of your wrist. What I think is, I think it's completely unrelated to what happened. Right? I am. I had to fight so much like crazy psychology. The what's the bruise, what's the bruise to, from? The, the other coach wanted to set up the batting machine, and I think in pulling that stupid giant metal thing out, I think I did that. Helping him set up the uh, pitching machine. So you don't think it's the poison traveling to your heart? <laughs> I don't now, because I'm alive. <laughs> but at the time, I thought it was. But I, you know, you know I love baseball. And if you played baseball and you're listening, you play baseball, you know when you walk onto the field, everything's just shut out. Your troubles are just gone for the next 90 minutes, two hours, and you're playing the game. So I decided, you know what, if, I, if I'm going to die from Black Widow Bite, I'm going to die in the baseball field throwing pitching practice. I kind of forget about it. And you know what? This turns out to be just a regular spider bite or snake bite or something. And, I, and I'm and i fine. And I get home, and I'm just tired. I'm exhausted, emotionally distraught from the whole evening. And I get myself into bed, 
at a reasonable hour. Boy, this story takes longer than it actually It's took unbelievable. Place. So keep going. <clears throat> well, you know, you have some phlegm, so I thought hey, I'd yeah. just riff. But keep keep <clears throat> going. I, I got I to get to the punchline of this. Okay, here it is. At 10.30, the dog starts barking like crazy, going nuts, right? Everybody's asleep. The little dog is in gopher. You know gopher. Of course. Going crazy, and he never goes crazy. He's going nuts. So I have to get out of bed, turn on all the lights, and I hear... A crazy coyote kill. Oh, that sounds going on in my front yard, and the dog is going bonkers, and no one else is awake. And I know this dog is not going to shut up until I chase the coyotes out. So last night, if you were my neighbor, at around ten forty-five, you would have seen me in my pajamas. With a flashlight, chasing coyotes with pajamas? a piece of cement. <laughs> you, wear, you wear pajamas? Well, I had to do that to get outside because You're I thought... You're supposed to fight naked. <clears throat> Imagine, yeah, security coming by with their light and I'm naked <laughs> like, like your neighbor in Hollywood <laughs> fighting coyotes <laughs> and with cement. And I, and they, they run... Whatever they kill, they run into that empty lot near my house and then I, I'm heaving pieces of cement... I come back, and my wife is just standing in the door, and she goes, what are you doing? And I go, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm fighting coyotes okay, so now. That I've been bitten by 11. spiders. You know, what, what a mess. No, but that, then I'm trying to get a good night's sleep. Then yeah, I'm up at 6 in the morning. It. Now you're screwed. You screwed yourself. Hello, everybody. We have a great show for you today. <laughs> you're screwed. Wendell Pierce is going to be here in a little minute, Zuckerman, uh, in a little minute. Wendell. Um, Wendell Pierce. He's on one of my favorite news shows, Jack Ryan. I know you guys watching Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan on Amazon. You like that show? I've watched the entire first season. Season two is coming up, and uh, he's one of the stars. Look at this. We've got one of the big stars here. That premieres uh, Friday, November 1st. I've never met the man, but uh, hopefully we'll get some news out of season two. You, if you haven't watched the Suckerman, you need to watch it. It's great. It's perfect kind of uh, TV spy fun entertainment. You know that that uh, that best selling book you like right. to read in the summer at the resort. We, it's a page turner. This is the video version of that. That was the original <clears throat> Tom Clancy book, Hunt for Red October. Right, and this has John. Uh, is it Kaczynski? What is he, how does he pronounce his name? The Office guy. John Krasinski. Krasinski, I got it right. He's uh, co-starring with Wendell. 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 Um, they are fabulous together, and it's it's good. I can't wait to that's talk. A, to you. It's going to be fun. That's on. What did you say? What network? It's on Amazon. Are wow. you watching Our Boys yet on HBO? I have not. I started for a moment before <clears throat> I fell asleep oh, to watch uh, Spy Sasha Bar- Sasha Baron Cohen. Did the- you buy him in that? Because I can't buy him in that. He he still looks like a funny guy in that the whole time. Yeah. Why wouldn't you watch Our Boys? I'm telling you. I, I don't have HBO. But Why I'm going to get it. You can get it on iTunes. I don't have that on. <clears throat> it's hard to keep track of all these subscriptions. I don't know what what the hell we're going to do here. It's it, Everywhere I look, I've subscribed to things. It, little uh, Death how by much, a Thousand okay. Cuts. How, yes. How much do you think you're paying for TV now? Let me tell you something. My uh, business partner, John, he's got DirecTV now, right? Which I don't know how that works, but I know it's only 50 bucks as opposed to like three or 400 that I have for the NFL package and everything else that I'm not watching. 
I tried to call DirecTV to make the switch. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, the punchline. That's they it. Can, there's no way to get through to right. them. There's an entry. There's an entry to give them the money, but there's no exit. There's no exit at all. <laughs> it's a, that's a different it's department, a, it's sir. It's a terrific. It's a terrific scam. They come over. <laughs> they 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 tack all this equipment to your roof, and then you're <laughs> and fucked. Then you're stuck and you're, you're fucked, and you're not watching because we're watching everything on demand right now. Everything flows through the Apple TV. TV or directly into the internet remember? TV, and that's it. I don't. I don't need two thousand channels. I want to watch. I, I, I'll watch the Red Sox. I can get that on Amazon. But you see what I mean? It's like Amazon. I have a bunch of subscriptions there. Apple. I've got a bunch of subscriptions. You're, they're just. They're all. It's only five ninety nine. They're just mooching. They're mooching. They're like. They're like real. And yeah. then you look at Direct TV, and they're they're taking three or four hundred out a month. Think about that. Netflix is what ten bucks. It's a- Big, big a, hit yeah, for and, something you barely use. And so they've decided they would clear out their operator help room. <laughs> There's no one there. So you call. It's you impossible cancel. to cancel. Right? Anyway. Remember the olden days when you had to bring your cable box back to the place in Hollywood? I do that. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. No, it's, there's one you on the still website. do it? I still do it, yeah. It's so wild. It's, <laughs> Wildly 80s. <laughs> because you can't, with all the different equipment, yeah. once like you get the new DirecTV box, they say, well, this modem doesn't work. you got to call your internet. So then you're getting the modem, and then it knocks out half a dozen other things, your security cameras and the rest. So I'm con- you're constantly traveling. So then you have that guy in your life. He is the kind I'm of the that ca- guy. No, he's kind of the cable guy, the guy yeah. that makes everything work. Do you have one of those I'm guys? I'm that guy. Really? Are you going to come to my house? There's a guy I use, Maury, I think is his Maury. name. Maury. Maury, if I get stuck, because I like to try to do this stuff. I feel better if I can do it myself, because then I understand it. I always hit a roadblock, and then I call Maury up, and he saves the day. We have a guy. His name is Jerry the Satellite Guy, but I don't think he's <laughs> I don't think he's doing anything with satellites anymore, but it's stuck from you know 20 years ago. And these he's, guys, too, they come over, right? They do it once, and then they never want to come back, because they're too hard. <laughs> Jerry. Really, don't, do you remember? We've been alive long enough to remember that technology got really complicated and then it got simple, right? It was all one button and then everything worked. And now we're at a another super complicated moment for technology where everything's supposed to be t- – I mean, your closet, your equipment closet, isn't it look insane right now? I, I actually prefer my <clears throat> father on the roof screaming as yes. he's moving the aerial antenna for the TV. We're doing the same thing. I'm pressing the button. It's not working. Wait, try that. Turn that on and off. I just want to watch TV. Oh, <laughs> well, where do I watch it? I don't know. Turn the Amazon. Try on the Apple. Okay, well, turn on DirecTV. Well, maybe it's this. You know what? It's insane right now. And that now you have the option. You hook up the Internet directly to the, to the rectangle. So then you don't even need the boxes. That's a whole nother mess. I somehow, I, I'm so incompetent. I somehow turned on the voice description for the for the blind people and oh, that's not good. Th- that watch TV. Oh, that's and, good. And oh, I, I hear what you're saying. So it's describing what's happening. It's describing what's happening. What's happening. <clears throat> I, and uh, for the life of me, I didn't know that it was for blind people watching TV. <laughs> so I didn't, and I didn't understand why there was someone talking, describing what was happening. It, it, it really made <clears throat> me nuts. And then, I think I told you this once before. I had a client come into the office who told me he does the he does the descriptions for the blind people, <laughs> and that's what that's all about. <laughs> what is that like? 
he says, oh, and a man walks in the room and then <laughs> opens the cupboard, like if it was Seinfeld. And then Jerry takes out the cereal. Okay, what's happening now? <laughs> what happens when you're watching uh, Seth Rogen's The Boys? <laughs> the superhero has just lowered his leotards, and now he's, he's masturbating furiously on the new hire. What? <laughs> what does the blind person do in that moment? You go, I got to turn the. What makes the blind person? What description makes the blind person turn off the program? I wonder. Like, well, how do they tell if it's good or not? Okay. Well, okay. What? Michael Strahan is interviewing. <laughs> and then you've got Ryan Seacrest right now, and the two of them are dancing around. All right, this is stupid. I don't want to watch this. Could you imagine if you more, if you had is the, it the deaf person or the blind person? If you had the if you had this the guy the description company after a while, your your describer would need therapy if right. they were watching some of these dirty shows yes. <laughs> and then describing. Them. We're a description company. Hey, let's before uh, Wendell gets in here. Wendell, you know uh, how do you know? Why are you saying Wendell? I don't know. It's not his name. Don't say that. Um, but. You know, we haven't talked about uh, Kevin Hart's accident. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> right? You know, not too long ago, Kevin Hart, and thank God he's okay, was, uh, I think it was on a Saturday night. I'm probably going to get half the details wrong. Let me see if I can pull a story up here. I will tell you I love Kevin Hart, but something's fishy. Well, let's go through this. He's up. Uh, I bl- it was after midnight. What kind on of car Saturday wasn't night. it? Some kind of crazy. I'm going to get through. I'm going to get through all of it. Let me just find the the information. But he goes off the road with two other people in the car on these roads that we drive up in the canyons, right? Right. Why right? Do you, you know where there? he went out? It was somewhere up in Sonoma, right? I think he lives on the other side of the hill, and I'm not sure where they were coming But it, they, from. But this, you know, I always say nothing good is happening after 1030 at night, right? <laughs> There's always shenanigans right after 1030. Right. You and I know that probably better than anybody. But this crash is around 1 in the morning, right? Um, and he's in this 1970 Plymouth Barracuda Menace made <laughs> by a company called Speedcore Performance Group. Uh, it's a custom muscle car car powered by a 6.4-liter Hemi V8 engine, 2.9-liter Whipple supercharger that makes 720 horsepower. Zuckerman. That's a lot of horsepower. horsepower in a Plymouth Barracuda. Okay. That looks slammed. He goes off the road. There's no roll bar in this thing. Oof. Right? There's no racing harness in this thing. It's 800 horsepower with no racing harness. Okay. Here are the details I want you to comment on because you're, you know, you're, you're involved in the legal community in some ways. Uh, Kevin was first. This is just witness eyewitness report that I'm taking off uh, the Internet. Ke- Kevin was first out of the vehicle, and according to a witness, a member of security team showed up in an SUV and picked him up. What is that? What What is that moment right there? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so he crashes. He's it, he's not driving. He's not the driver of the car. They roll. Everybody goes down the ravine, as, as happens. The, the roof squashes on them, right? He's got a lot of back problems, and he's recovering, and we wish him well. But he's... How does that moment occur? You know, if I'm did cynical, he, is he laying there and he picks up his phone? Get me out of there! What security obviously isn't following him. I'm very cynical when I hear this. It's just because to me the natural. What is this moment? Okay, yeah, your average person is going to call nine one one, and the cops and the ambulance are going to call. Now I don't. 
I'm not in his strata of of world. So maybe the natural call for him is to call security to come and fetch him and take him away. But it, it but it makes me wonder <clears throat> why you Flem. Yes, Flem. it makes me wonder why is he doing that? Now What's the he got on the other foot? Well, <laughs> <laughs> now the phlegm is in the other throat. Yes. My allergy shots have been working well. Should we pass our phlegm back and forth? <clears throat> oh, God. There are children listening. Um, Zuckerman, you're right. All right? Think of it. Me, you, and Jerry are in a car, right? Jerry's driving like an idiot, and he crashes, and we're all squashed. I get out of the car, and I call security, and I leave the scene. I leave you two there. What 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 is happening in that moment? Would you ever leave your two friends in a car? Only if I wanted them to cover for me. Yeah, I mean, what? <clears throat> Nobody is talking about the weirdness of this moment. It's like there are two people down in ravine security. So let's say, let's let's for a minute say, look, you're not hurt, and your friends are, but you don't want the bad press. So hey, take me to take me out. What kind of person does this? It's still a wildly bad decision, and right. like it, you say, it looks guilty as f. As you would say, the optics are bad. The optics are really bad right now on this. And what we would say in I'm the law, I'm either leaving my friends, or I was driving, and I've been. It's something's wrong here. We say in the law it goes to your state of mind. Yes. When you do something like leave the scene of the accident, it goes to your state of mind. It's say guilty state of mind that's an inference that we all draw yes yes and then he's back at his house apparently uh, incoherent and unconscious and then you know a few hours later he goes to the hospital his back is broken yeah. he's a mess you know yeah, because the, finally so, so secu- you, so, so security don't... finally says the boss ain't doing good yeah he's security not, has what kind of brains Zuckerman? well we know they have microscopic pea brains <laughs> right <laughs> and you've just been in a rollover accident where you could be internally bleeding and and rex your security guy goes, we better, like, let's uh, get him back to the house where he'll be safe. I saw this in a movie. Him. Yeah, <laughs> and the, we'll put us in him down and get him a, 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 some cookies <laughs> and some milk. Smelling salts. <laughs> right. You could have killed Kevin Hart. Right. Now, Kevin Hart's also a national treasure. He's one of the funniest men out there. We love Kevin Hart in my house. We love him. And you take him from the scene of an accident and you leave him, I, I don't know. The whole thing is just stinky. Stinky, stinky, stinky. I would say uh, this is this goes to all of us with these cars that we can customize. Yes, and we can drive too fast and have a, a power ratio to. Cons- uh, it's there is something that uh, that we have to be careful of when right. we're making our own cars, and we're letting a guy and this guy could be the greatest car builder in the world. I don't know, but look, you- I looked at the car. When you look at it, it's beautiful. You go, well, this right. is great. But now you see what – I mean, <clears throat> there was a kid, and I've told, I think I've told this story, and I won't go into the long version of it, but there was a kid in high school who crashed in an old uh, uh, Chevy, right? He had a hot-rotted motor on it. He went around a corner right into a tree. And for the rest of our high school careers, he carried the little Polaroid of the crash, and he just said – uh, this is the car crash I was in. You know, brain was mashed potatoes, right? Right. In that moment, I, you know, when I talked to my friend Scuzz about it, I'm like, what is that crash Scuzz. about? Scuzz is like American car chassis and a 500 horsepower motor. Right, bad they, combination. <clears throat> they're drag- dragsters, but they're not turners. They can go in a straight line, but they don't turn. They creak and they crash, right? Here we are all these years later in this beautiful thing, which is, if you look at it, look at it, Zuckerman. 
It's absolutely gorgeous. It's, but it's a dra- not- it's a dragster. It's got big fat mags on the back. It's got a, it's meant to go straight, and they're up on Mulholland. Look, Turn comes <clears> up quick. Allegedly, you're off the somebody's road. been drinking. Maybe not, but they're in the dark driving fast in this contraption, right? Bad, bad combination. It's a bad cocktail. Yeah. Well, anyway, this has left me wanting one of these speed cars. So if you want me to drive your car, you know, it's like the drug addicts with the heroin. <laughs> The yeah, that we, we race to it. Now we want they, one. Oh, they, someone OD. That means yeah. it's good. When I see but, someone crash in a car, I want that car because I want to try it. So maybe, maybe our friends at Speed Corps will build us one. <laughs> contraption. <laughs> it had, look, it had a custom interior upholstery from Gabe's Custom Upholstery. And the car was giving to him for his 40th birthday. Well, happy birthday, Kevin. <laughs> <That's such> a... <laughs> Don't make me laugh like that. It's not right. <laughs> Well, happy birthday, Kevin. <laughs> I'm going to give you something that's that'll kill you. Going to ruin your back for the rest of your life, and I hope it doesn't. Happen. I hope he recovers because they, you know these accents. This could be pain for the rest of his life. Oh, it's I awful, know, right? It's I awful. have that, but he can just have the rock carry him around, <laughs> like Quato. <laughs> so he can be sewed into the rock's this chest. That's not funny. He's hurt. <laughs> our friend Kevin Hart is hurt. He's not our friend. We don't know him, but still, folks. These uh, American hot rod custom deals <laughs> without roll. Put a roll. This is, you know, you want to just take something away from this ridiculous conversation we're having. Roll bars do save lives. They save backs in this case. And if he'd rolled, if they'd had the roll bar, which Speedcore makes this car with a roll bar and a racing harness, which, by the way, is cool. When the car rolls, the roof isn't going to collapse on you and you're not going to have to be extricated with the jaws of life like Zuckerman in his 356 back in the day. Right. True. And I still have pain from that. All right. We've got Wendell Pierce here. Wendell. We'll be right back. And uh, we're going to talk to Wendell about Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan season two. Well, it's time to talk about my sponsors. This uh, this uh, printed ad in front of me is called Weird Things. All right. Here we go. Think of all the weird things found in cars. And I'm not talking about the stuff that my Plan Z guys leave in that front boot. And I found everything because between Moise and his uh, groceries and Zuckerman with his iced teas, it's just a mess. And it makes me wonder about them. And another thing that I wonder about, but in a good way, are Continental Belts. Bet you didn't know they're OE in tens of millions of Chrysler, Dodge, Ford, and GM vehicles that roll off the assembly line. They're also OE on the majorities of BMWs and VMWs. VMWs? What? VWs! Now Continental is launching the aftermarket multi-V belt with the OE pedigree. It's their OE technology series belt that are fanatically engineered for perfect fit form and function. And Continental has an OE technology series multi-V belt for 98% of vehicles on the road in the U.S. and Canada. Hey, you get enough surprises working on cars and trucks. A belt should not be one of them. Go to Continental OE technology series multi-V belt, the belt with the OE pedigree. To get the full story, visit oetechnologyseries.com. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. We're here with Wendell Pierce. He's telling us about uh, his radio career. Oh, that's, right? that's, want- that's where I started, man. 16 years old, <laughs> I uh, I sent a uh, a tape in to a program director. I'm from New Orleans. And I did like a little segment, which I am going to produce now uh, on the radio station that I'm buying as we sit Come here. on. Yes. At 16, um, did you have that? 
Was that a baritone? It was going in and out, you know. <laughs> it was going I, I, I was studying, you know, I'm an actor. there. <laughs> what is you know? So it's like every once in a while I'll be like this and then go, you know, can I take you to a movie? Because I really think you're cute. And then she go, oh, yeah. <laughs> what was the radio segment? Uh, so the radio segment was Milestones in Color. It was like a little one-minute segment on uh, uh, during Black History Month. Uh-huh. Right? And I sent it to him and a guy named Brute Bailey, who I understand is out here somewhere uh, in California, said, um... I like the idea, but let me teach you radio. So he would let me come every Saturday and go into the production uh, booth and cut cut wow. radios. This is old school. Where yeah, you, yeah. You had a turntable on each side and had <laughs> yeah. to cue it up yourself yeah. and cut tape together when you uh, did commercials and all. And so he taught me that stuff. And then uh, one day he said, oh, let me talk to your mother. Can you come on tonight? You know, a cover for a guy. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then that was my summer gig in college. No kidding. Yeah. What a great This is story. Wendell Pierce on the Music FM, FM 98. It's 20 minutes after 2 o'clock, and you're listening to the Isley Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have to Isn't do a amazing? podcast that's just called Origin Stories. Right. Well, that's it, a dream come true for a kid, like to right. be in a radio oh, set. I was killed for that, right? Oh, oh absolutely. Did, did this you, is you, old school, old school studio, man, where they had the window on the street, yeah. so Come people on. can walk right. by no and look through the lobby and see you no on air way. and stuff. Oh man! See, my station was BCN in Boston. That was the okay. one with Charles Lockwood era, and we, and that's the one we were freaking out over. You know, yeah. any event they had, we would go there. But that, you know, I, I I can't even imagine what it would have been like if they had invited me in to. You know, I yeah, went back man. years later as a Letterman writer, and even when I walked in, I was like, it was Mecca to me. I was like, my God. I know, man. Here it is. This is where they made that show, right? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. it really cool. So, yeah, I started in radio. And right now, there's a little um And now you're news buying a station? station? Yeah, there's a legacy station. It's a small, you know, mm-hmm. thousand watt <laughs> station. Um uh, WBOK AM is Black News Talk and mm-hmm. uh, and and sports and it started at seventy years ago, nineteen forty nine, in New Orleans. Wow! So a black radio station in the middle of segregation, you mm-hmm. know, it's a legacy station. They had, you know, black folks didn't have any hero. Anywhere else to go, you mm-hmm. know. This is probably like you know. There's a church dinner at you know St. Stephen's <laughs> Baptist Church on Sunday, and Martin Luther King is coming in town. By the way, you know. <laughs> so uh, it, it was. Uh, it, it has a great history, and so uh, it was being sold. And uh, some guys uh, called me and said, "Would you like to be a part of a group?" And I'm like, "We can't let that station just go." So yeah, wow, and fantastic! What, what are your plans for it? Uh, we keep it as a uh, <clears throat> you know, as a political. Uh, it, it's a talk radio. Um, you know, political shows, and I'm, I want some more cultural shows on there. Will it and, stream? And uh, sports. Uh, yes. We'll oh, be good. streaming. WBOK, 1230 AM, New Orleans. I'm about to say the music FM. That's WBOK. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to stop in? Are you going to do a show yourself? Oh, yeah. I'm going to do, uh, you know, I'm going to do a show. Um, you know, I'm doing Jack Ryan right now. Right. Which is going all around the world and stuff. So I was... Thinking about doing that, you know, wherever the I'm shooting. show there? Yeah. Um, or or, or kind of like, in. where's Wendell or something, that sort of thing, or feature different places around. <laughs> where's Wendell? Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, but, no, I'm probably going to do, I'm doing the show called Profiles, and just profiling people in places and things like that, wow. you know, that oh, amazing. probably one, once a month. You know. Now, now when you first came in, we'll get to Jack Ryan, because I love this show. It's a fantastic show. Season two is premiering November Friday, 1st. November 1. Yes. On Amazon Prime Video. 140 it, countries all in the same. We'll moment. get to it, 
when you walked in, you said, you know, and people always say this when the mic's on a road, you know, I have a Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> they are the best conversations are going yeah, yeah, on yeah. around the show all and, the time. Uh, they said, stop. Yes. Stop. You know, I have a Porsche. Finish. Yes. <laughs> Tell 95, us. 1995, air-cooled Carrera, black-on-black. Black yes. Yeah. Very narrow body. What a fantastic car. And let me tell you, when I was doing The Wire, I would drive that car across the country. No kidding. Yeah, it was the best. Wow. And let me tell you something, man. I, so from where to where were you driving it? Los Angeles to Baltimore. Okay. Um, from New Orleans, so I would drive to New Orleans, stop there, then have a little uh, time with my family. You Take know, the my 10, huh? Did you drive it b- by yourself? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So what- at one time, one time, uh, one time, my girl drove like half the way with me. Was that was she intending to go the whole way? And then uh, she no, 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 no. <laughs> it was it was actually um, it was it was back to L.A. So it was it was cool. It was like New Orleans to L.A. Uh, that she wrote, but it was cool. Yeah, we had a good time. And so but I would I can I guess people fess up when they open up their yeah, yeah, rides yeah. and stuff. I would always take the ten, you know, and get to El Paso, and then turn north on a state highway going up through White Sands, New Mexico. Uh, the state highway in Texas, and then it turns into New Mexico State Highway, uh, two lanes, and I would put it across, and it would be 360 degrees of nothing, mm-hmm. just desert. And I would put it over the center line and open it, <laughs> and open it up, boy. And the thing about I have, I've, you know. All right, tell us. Where, and, where are you going and to? Open, and we go to uh, Carlsbad. No, no, speed-wise, what are you coming up oh, to? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I got up to, I, I would do, I, I would do about between uh, 115, 110, 115. That's not bad. Yeah, in a nine nine three. Yeah, and I got scared. You know, I got, no, I've got it. I've got it up. You know, a little higher. But then I just got scared. Yeah, you know, because what happens is not the car, it's not the control, it's the road. Right. So because you're looking up ahead, you know, man, and you're like looking for tree branches or something, you know, a pothole or something. That was the thing yeah, that terrified yeah, yeah. me the most. You know. But what about animals? That's what I always fear. Like when I'm up over. Uh, sometimes I've been on open roads and I've ducked up a little over one sixty. And that's where it gets a little nutty. Yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't I, gone there. 140. 140. <laughs> that's puckery. Right. 140's got a pucker factor. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And but a 993. Did, yeah, man. But uh, So, take, wait. I, wanna, I have questions about 993s across countries. Did you uh, – how – were you comfortable in it? Did your back hurt at all at any point driving? No, I was totally cool. I'm like a little stumpy dude, right? So right. Uh, it was perfect for me. And you didn't the, care about the shifting. You didn't care about any of that. No, that was man. I'm the, the worst, I'm the worst at shifting. Uh, but – uh, so this car you know, must I have can't, miles I can't on even, it. Oh yeah, yeah. I have. Uh, it's sitting in a garage right now, but uh, yeah, I have some miles on it. When did it you? Great. When did you buy this car? Where were you? In I got life? it. When? Uh, I got it. It was. Uh, it's a '95. I got it in '97. I was doing a show. Uh, it was my. I was doing a show with Gregory Hines, mm-hmm. right? The Gregory Hines show, and Gregory Hines bought a Jaguar. Right, and he said, "Man, no, we're doing a show. You got to give yourself a present." (laughs) (laughs) Kind of advice I like. This is exactly true. So this '97, right? I'll never forget driving. He said, "I love this car, man. It's a great engine. Everybody talks about it. So tough and all." He said, "But it's a great engine." And uh, man, I put the top down. He said, "The only problem is, man, I got to take it back to the dealer because the radio keeps messing up." 
You know, mm-hmm. he was going up and down and turns and stations and turns off and all that shit. He was driving along. So one time I was driving with him, the first time driving. He said, come on, take a ride. We're driving. And, and, uh, and then, you know, he had the music on. We had the top down. I'm like, man, this is the shit. Oh, oh this is a podcast. I can, you can yeah, you can say what you should say yeah. what he says. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so <laughs> and we're driving along, the music is bumping, it, pop, it changes and shit. Oh, volume. I'm like, he says, you see? You see? That's the one problem. <laughs> I said, Gregory, that's you, man. You fucking have your fingers on it. It was the first time he didn't realize the controls were on the steering, steering wheel. wheel. So, and he was doing it. Yeah, oh, my God, what a relief. It. He must and have been so, so happy. Yeah, he was happy, man. And then because of that, he said, buy yourself a present. And I was like, yeah. And I got this car. And wow. We and it was, our show ended, and I got this car, and I uh, – and. I don't know if it was it was between it was after Gregory Hines show and right before the wire mm-hmm. and uh, and I got it and drove then oh man and I drove it and I drove it to New Orleans first the ten to New Orleans driving home and it was great. yeah uh, look at you twenty two years you've had this thing or twenty yeah. some odd years he's coming a, home yeah. Zuckerman he leaves the town he's coming home and the with Porsche, the Porsche yeah. he's buying the radio station. <laughs> See how much money is in TV. Now, by the way, you've, you've been on quite a few shows. You, you, what did you buy when you were on the Wire? Which car? What are you oh, buying no, because of Jack Ryan? You know, oh, I, I'm going to have no, to no, take no. up it's, the Gregory uh, Hines no, mantle started, here. I started doing. Uh, <laughs> I didn't buy cars. I started doing houses. No, oh, let's yeah. buy cars. Smart, yeah. So the Wire, the Wire. I bought an apartment in New York, uh-huh. and then. Uh, and That's then uh, the house in uh, I want you to buy Los cars. Angeles, and then a house after Katrina, mm-hmm. and Treme, <laughs> I uh, bought a house in New Orleans and started a you know I, I started a, um, a community development uh, corp to rebuild my neighborhood because we were destroyed by Katrina. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, putting solutions on the table and buying houses, not cars. But I but now that it, we're on Jack oh, wait, Ryan, I rent it. <laughs> Jack Ryan? Now that we're here, I leased, what kind of car are we going to get you? I leased. No, I did, and I gave it up, and I regret it. What was what it? What it was, yeah. Jaguar. XR, Which one? XR. Oh, those are good cars. Yeah. 2014. Yep. That's a nice and, car. Oh, I can get you in top. one of those. But, you but know, they, no. they stopped making them. Yeah. But they're still out there. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no. 214. Zuckerman, what would you put him in right now? He he's. On- I'm looking at I'm looking at a man who he's got the Porsche. I I, I would say right. He's got a Porsche, but he's I got think the real estate. He's, he's got- he needs a Benz. He needs a he Ooh. needs a he needs one of those tough Benzes now. It's kind of a muscle car with a drop top. Signifies really? power, success. Yeah, this- I like I like the uh, that that eggshell. Yeah, uh, Benz. Yes, that's CR what- yeah. something. Yeah. See, you guys are better with the, all the names and the engines and stuff. I'm that guy who goes, oh, I like that car. Right. I could see <laughs> you, know? you in that. Yeah. Oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah. I was just reading, a, Jalopnik, I think, just did a piece on the Mercedes convertibles, that there are 13 different convertible models right now that Mercedes I like the AMG. There. Yes. Yeah. That stuff, you know, yeah. a, little, a little, yeah. yeah. AMG GT, because the long yeah. texture there. That yeah. would get you to New Orleans really fast. <laughs> I know, <Yeah>. man. <laughs> but, but, you know, I know a couple of police officers on that 10 in Texas. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> I mean, nothing against the 993. It's not exactly the fastest uh, vehicle anymore. I, I, it's a collectible, nice old vehicle. Our friend, Mr. Uh, Greenberg, just just bought a 995 uh, Nine, yeah, cab. Yeah. I saw him uh, yesterday just driving I've around. got a 
appropriate. I love those cars. They're great cars. They're it's beautiful. the last of the air-cooled 911. I know, man. That's, that's the cars. thing that I love. That's the thing that I love. Yeah. But, and uh, it's you need, you need an AC, too. That's the only problem. Yeah. My AC keeps going. I, I have a Freon leak in that sucker. And it's awful to have it in California. With black no on AC. black. Well, the, yeah, black uh, that happened black, no AC in our 87. Yeah. That That's happened yeah. twice to me in my Range Rover Sport, which is a 2016. I have uh, O-rings. I keep blowing out O-rings, and I keep losing it. I was shooting out in Glendale three weeks ago, and it was 110 degrees. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sweating, driving. Oh, what's happening here? It's a new yeah. car. Um, anyway. And on Jack Ryan, my character has... I wanted, I wanted, and they had me in a, like a muscle car, like a Charger or something like that. That's that's what opened Jack Ryan in season one. Yeah, really? what car was yeah. that? That was a gray uh, <clears throat> uh, Charger, Dodge Charger. It wasn't a, a Plymouth Barracuda Menace, was it? Like Kevin Hart's car? No, no. <laughs> Which we were just that's talking awful. about. That's awful. That's awful. How's he doing? Oh, come on, man. The man's in rehab. I know. We love Kevin Hart. Yeah, no, he, we're just a little like, upset about the fact the that there's no yeah. roll roll cage in the car because that would have saved him. That, that you right. Know. Yeah, because I is, saw it, man. It was crushed. You know, but this is you know again just that roll cage conversation. It's a complex issue because some guys will tell you if you put the roll cage in your car that it's if you get rear-ended you're going to smash your head in. You got to wear a helmet, and other people will say you got to have it in because if you roll, yeah, you wanna. you're going to die. You know, you're going to get hurt. So you're really picking between the lesser of two evils, right, Suckerman? You're hey, an ex. He's a personal injury I, attorney. You've no, seen no. these roll rollover <laughs> ac- yeah, accidents, yeah. right? I, I think there's a way to put a roll bar in that's not going to hurt you when you're rear-ended. And do you know what you do? Replaced. You put the yeah. pads on it, you right? Put pads right. on it, or pads, or you have a seat. You so then you 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 might want to put in a different kind of seat that has a headrest that's going to right. protect you from that. There's no perfect solution, but obviously, if you're doing a hot rod, if you're taking an old chassis and you're putting in <laughs> 700 horsepower, right. you, you've got to think a little bit about your application of power. Or like uh, the CIA. Uh, Officers that we play on Jack Ryan, you just make sure that that sucker is, you know, bombproof. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, we're going to talk <laughs> It'll about. It'll survive everything. We're yeah. going to talk about Jack Ryan. I'm going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Wendell Pierce. Support for Spikes Car Radio comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for areas that need it. Wink, wink, nod, nod. I'll tell you, uh, Manscaped has a redesigned electric trimmer their lawnmower 2.0 that has proprietary skin safe technology so this trimmer won't nick or snag you know where folks years ago i wrote an episode on seinfeld about this uh before there was even the term manscaping i wondered and we had jerry the character wonder are am i allowed to cut it what am i supposed to cut it with what happens after i cut it well Here we are years later, and now there's Manscaped. Manscaped has a crop preserver, an anti-chafing deodorant, and moisturizer. You already put deodorant in your armpits. They want you to put it down there. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Speak for yourself. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code SPIKE at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Your testicles will thank you. (laughs) First time I've said that. 20% off and free shipping with code SPIKE at Manscaped. 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com with code SPIKE. 
Okay, everybody's got a to-do list. Dropping off, dry cleaning, picking up some milk. Here's an idea. Let's have saved hundreds of dollars on car insurance. And the good thing is, you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on your car insurance. Extra money in your pocket, my friends. You know what to do with that. It's just maybe the most rewarding to-do you do today. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. And we're back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's talk about one of my favorite shows, Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. Season 2 is coming up November 1st, Friday, 2019. I, uh, I really love this show. Thank you. Man. I really genuinely enjoyed it, and and I find it to be a premium mainstream drama that has me watching every episode. Like some stuff yeah. is a little smaller that I watch on Netflix. Like we were talking about Our Boys on HBO. Mm-hmm. This show is just big and beautiful and fun, yeah. like a Tom Clancy bestseller. That you're you're turning every page you know. on the beach. Congratulations! Thank on you. It. Thank you very In much. In the opening scene, you were just talking about. Which is the bump into before your two characters meet, right? right. Well, right. It was a muscle car, right? Yes, it was. And I yes, noticed the, that car. And I went, why did he choose that car? You, you know, didn't. Uh, right, right. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't choose it. And I went back and forth with the, uh, the producers. I wanted like mm-hmm. you know, a, a five series uh, BMW or something like that. Right, I right. That's what the cat is. Okay. He probably, you know, here's he this, uh, you know, middle class African-American guy who probably lives in PG County right outside of D.C. He's come, you know. James Greer. Yeah, James That's Greer. That's our character. That's my character. He's the hard-ass boss. He's the hard-ass right? boss. And right. he's also Who's a practicing that? Muslim. Practicing Muslim. And he went out in the field, did a little something, he was getting spanked, and he was sent back to uh, right. to Langley. And uh, so I thought that's the kind of car that he would have. And then they said, but, you know, but look at this car, Wendell. And then I thought about it, and I said, you know, every guy has that little boy in him mm. that says, you know, the first car that they saw. And I was like, yeah, mm. well, one day I'm going to get that, you know, Capri. that Trans Am or that T-Top Z yeah, yeah. or whatever, you know. And so I chose, I then made a decision as a character that that was why he got this uh, right. this muscle car. Something he saw as a kid because his family's falling apart, he's getting divorced, his, his job is he's getting yeah, spanked. It's, so he's an like, angry he, guy car is a really good, I mean, you, it's such an interesting <laughs> character that you play. And, yeah. you know, it's very unexpected. And... The scene is is Jack Ryan's riding his bike to work, right? Right, right. And you're coming in on the car, yeah. and you almost and run him over, road, and you road. have a little bit of road rage, and that's yeah. kind of how they're introduced. And then, and then Jack- all of a sudden he gets to the office. He, Jack Ryan gets to the office and says, who's the new boss? And then the next thing he knows, I walk in, and it was like, oh, no, the guy – I right. Into an incident <laughs> that's with, my boss. That's my boss. I like that. Yeah, I was yeah. in at that moment. Yeah. I'm like, I like it. I know what this is going to be. This is a buddy comedy between these two guys, and I'm yeah. really going to enjoy it. And then you guys are on the trail of Suleiman. Suleiman, yes. The terrorist. The terrorist. Right? And uh, what happens is he. Now, but, wait, no, gonna... let me, I have some questions. Okay. At that moment when you first start, you guys are both analysts. Jack Ryan is just an analyst. He's just an office guy. He's not really doing uh, field right. work. Yeah, we're well, in TFAD, which is the financial uh, analyst right. division of CIA, and uh, which is a place where, you know, a chief of station or a guy who's been in the field, like uh, Greer has been in the field, uh, that's where they go when they're being, uh, you know, busted when, they, down. when they're being busted down. Right. And so a paper thinks, pusher. Yeah, paper pusher. So I'm already ticked off. So right? you guys catch wind of this this terrorist Jack and this does. money moving. Jack does. Jack does. And then I realize, oh wait a minute, there's something there. There's something there, and uh, this might be my end. Uh, my my 
in or back in uh, to the field. It's a real field. And then right? I say, hey, come on, man. Let me and show then, you something. Yeah, come yeah, on. Before you know it, you guys are... Out in Afghanistan we're, or we're in Yemen. Syria, Yemen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yemen. Yemen. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Fighting terrorists yeah. and shooting at them, but right. in, you and, know. And Jack and Jack has been, you know, he has military experience, so he's right. already there. So he's like, "Hey, man, I'm just an analyst," and I'm like, "Not anymore." Come Which on. he downplays, and it's got all that great CIA stuff. Mm. Like he meets this girl, this doctor, but he can't tell her what he does. But he keeps coming back on the weekend, all beaten up. And he's got <laughs> right. cuts, and she's like, "Where did you go this week?" Right, <laughs> right, yeah, nowhere. You know, I, yeah, I it's a, great. He's it's like, what kind of analyst at the State Department, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it's one of those, you know, when I watch it, I just go, it's fun to pretend you're Jack Ryan yeah. and that character, right? And, you know, you relate to your character, too. Like, God, we've all been beaten down like this, and we want this guy to come back. And yeah. then there they are together. You're two, you know, two folks who you think uh, are, you know, from disparate worlds come together and find right. this commonality. Okay. And what's great about the show is the fact that we shoot it like a movie. Yes. Just one That's big long like. form movie, man. Right. Amazon has really uh, given us the budget and really it's sent us out all over the world. We shot in they uh, have to. They Montreal have and Morocco <laughs> yes. and, and, right, and London wow. and Paris and this year Colombia. And uh, Moscow, and do you uh, uh, do you like traveling like that? I love it. Yeah. Really? Do you have a I family? Are you married? Do you have kids? <laughs> no, I don't have a family. Oh, you know, so that's why right. you love it. You're fine. Yeah. You're like obviously. Just, right. That's the first question everybody says. <laughs> Man, you you get to go all these places. You love it. Yeah. You, you don't have a family, do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you missed my spider bite baseball story from last night, and you'd understand where that's coming from. But that sounds amazing. So you're yeah. on the road to going to these places. All right. Here, here, where we left and off. And then the show comes out, and one day it's in 140 countries. One and day, so right? it is a real world premiere. And yes. That's, that never happened before. You know, people always roll it right. out from, mar- uh, from, you know, different markets and all. But when we dropped uh, 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 Jack Ryan, it was in 140 countries, man. So it was, instant it was worldwide instant, fame, right? Instant it's a worldwide. different game right yeah. now. It's amazing. Do they, <clears throat> I forget, do they drop all the episodes at once or do they drop them one at a time weekly? They drop all the episodes at once. They do, so you yeah. can binge it. All right, yeah. you left off, all right? Mm-hmm. I had to go back and remember what I, we leave off with you packing up your box. You've been promoted, right? Right, right. And you're I'm back in the field. You're I'm... heading to Russia. That's right. Does that mean we have a big Russia storyline coming for season two? You... Which would be very relevant to what's happening right now in this we, country? We open up. And James Greer is in Russia as deputy chief of station. Wow. Which is a, a major position. Yes. Yeah. Road um, back to Russia. Yeah. And I have invited, we, we, you see at the end of the first season that I've invited Jack to join me. And then you discover if uh, Jack accepted that invitation or not. Uh-huh. What happens ultimately is, uh, just like as always, uh, yeah, we're on different roads, disparate places. But we ultimately come back together and work on something. Right, yeah. The band is back together, and uh, we are following a political... It takes us us all over. Wow. From studying Russia, and all I'm saying is we shot in Colombia for Venezuela, uh, and we shot uh, in London, and we shot in Moscow, and uh, so in D.C. So it's... uh, 
And is is the TV uh, president better than our president currently that we have? <laughs> You're going to put him on I mean, the spot. Because that's not very <laughs> real. If I'm watching okay. your show and I see a guy making logical decisions, I, then I'm like, what if this isn't based on any sort of reality? <laughs> <laughs> that's not the way it goes. Well, what happens is there are a lot of people. <laughs> Do you just, uh, they just avoid the yeah, president? Uh, no, what happens is the CIA is very interesting. You know, military intelligence is yep. rank and file, and you go up the chain of command all the way to the White House. The CIA operates solely for the purpose of the president. Really? The entire CIA solely for the purpose of the president. And the CIA, the, the people that I have met in the CIA, and there's one guy in particular uh, who I kind of um, fashion Greer on. He's a retired uh, CIA officer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually put this in the story last year. Uh, it came in Jack's storyline. But, you know, I asked him, I said, with all this going on, I mean, you're an African-American man, and you know COINTELPRO, you know the history of this agency yeah, and yeah, our yeah. community and all. What allows you to be? He says, listen, man, there's racism in the world. There's racism in the country, whatever. We all hate racism. We all hate ignorance. I'd rather be in the agency and try to change things than outside of the agency mm-hmm. and try to change things. He says, it's that simple. Right. And I was like, wow. So when I think about the differing opinions that we may have of any president that this whole agency is for. Right. Right. They're committed to giving that person the best intelligence possible. Like no matter where you are on that spectrum. Right. You have the greatest agency in the world. And have all the best information. And there. Now, there you in, go. in particular with this show. We were there, I remember exactly, January 6, 2017, doing research. And we went to meet the director of the agency. Hold on, let me edit. <laughs> and uh, they said, um, I'm sorry the director isn't here today. He was supposed to meet with you at all. He's, uh, he's meeting with the president-elect. Mm-hmm. Mm. Salmon and <laughs> And I was just like, I was like, what? You know? so he said, no, uh, he's meeting with the president elect. Right. And that, and it was just, that was it. So everything that has happened. Yeah. With that, I think of that day. Yeah. I think of how, I think of that day because he was bringing all the intelligence of the agency. Right. Family jewels. Right. And saying. Here you go. Here you go, sir. And I'm sure there were conversations about him. In right. The, in that, of course. In that briefing. Did they right. eat McDonald's? Was it a McDonald's meeting? Did you know, have all the fast So I always there? think, and so now, and now, man, you see, I, I see him, you know, he is now that the, the director is gone, yep. you know, <laughs> at each other's throats, <laughs> you know. Um, and I just go, man, I wish I could have been at that briefing, at that yeah, PD, no at that PDB, but it is a, a fascinating thing. Well, when you have – so CIA agents can't tell you that they are officers. CIA agents. Officers can't? Yeah. Agents, agents are uh, assets uh, that you get outside of it. You are an officer. You are an officer. Yeah. Do you have guys consulting on set with you guys to tell you how things uh, we are have done some, during those uh, scenes? And- uh, 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 we have consultants throughout the process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you find that this role has made you a student of history and current events more th- more so than you otherwise were? Um, yeah, because what happens? Well, I always was. Uh, I'm a 
uh, I'm kind of a political buff and a, and a historical buff, and um, but it, it, I, and my brother went to West Point, right? And my father fought in Saipan, right? In the segregated army and came World back. World War Two, right? And I had uncles in Vietnam, so you know the whole military aspect and all. What I find fascinating is uh, how how the agency started in World War Two, you know, As those, the OSS, those first, the OSS, right? And then also. Uh, what I was amazed at is uh, the diversity in the agency. That I, I was surprised. I was surprised to see uh, just regular folks. I mean, we have the Hollywood idea, you know. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, but I remember um, when we were doing a research, man. Uh, they literally they wanted me to meet someone like James Greer, you know, and I met him, and I was like, wow, you know, and that was that was great. That was great. And also, it's also kind of weird because I know that's not his name. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. And I get to ask him all the personal stuff. Like, you know, uh, how does that affect your life? Because that's why we get divorced. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's hard. It's hard to have to live this life, you know, clandestine sort of life and uh, not have it affect you personally. There was this one chief of station, 27 years, out different stations all over the world. You know, he and his wife were close. It was great. He came back to, you know, finally kind of was retiring and came back to the States. And she waited until he came back to the States. And she said, I'm leaving you. <laughs> right? you know, after 27 years, you know, uh, being out there. And she was just, and she said, when she got, and it was something that clicked when she got home. Like, right. I've done my bid and I stayed. And he's like, so that was tough. And I said, did that happen to you? I said, is that you? First of all, that's the first thing I asked <laughs> No, 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 it's not me. But, you know, I am divorced. You know? Second, do you th- think of how many cars we could hide from our wives if we were in the CIA. Right. <laughs> we can always, honey, it's part of my cover. Right. Yeah, I can't, I can't answer that question. Uh, that's it's it. just the, th- the amount of times that you, I could get away with anything. 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 Yeah. Right? It's part of your cover. <laughs> I can't, I can't talk, talk about, about that. And Sorry. here's it. Honey, you saw, know I can't you talk about You saw it in the first that. season. You saw it in the first season and all. And these stash rooms that they yeah. have that, you know. I like that. Got weapons and cars. and It's so cool. Money that you have yes. to have. And, uh, and stuff. Stuff. Now I know why so many people pretend to be in the CIA. It really is perfect. Yeah. Coming at four in the morning. Where have you been? I can't talk about it. <laughs> Wait, you, you smell like a stripper. What? <laughs> it's a G- who's GT3 Speedster is that in the garage? Again, can't, can't tell you. The less questions you ask me, yeah, the yeah. better. If I tell you, you, I have to breakfast. kill you. <laughs> if I tell you, I have to. I could say I may have to kill you for that, and I can't, and I won't get in trouble. And I love you too much for that. Right. You know? <laughs> I, I'm not sure I would say that. <laughs> Just kidding. I, hey. I, I have another question, if I right. may. Yeah, please go ahead. So how do you go from radio to acting how did that take i was i was studying uh i was studying at the new Orleans center for creative arts that was my performance didn't you go to juilliard school. didn't you and then i went to juilliard yeah wow yeah so uh who did you uh, study with at juilliard there was someone notable uh, was kind of flying uh, through uh, uh well the uh brad whitford was in Bradley my class whitford. that's he, right he was in yeah, my yeah. class and uh thomas gibson was in my class who was wow. on, uh CSI, those guys were in my class. And, and so how, you know, so wait, it, it, just an acting question, mm-hmm. you know, um, from a writer. Do you have the acting ability when you go to, to right. acting school at Juilliard, or did you develop it there, or did yeah, you hold it there? It's all about did development. did you find it there? Right, no, I, I had it going in. I studied in high school. My high school was really good. Uh, I went half the day. You're from New York, right? No, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah, that's small right. town that's of right. Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, right. But I've right. lived in New York. 
<laughs> yeah. We didn't yeah, have acting get, class. You get, <laughs> get your hackles up. <laughs> Boston. Yeah, I know, no. Boston. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm sitting here in L.A. Uh, as a Saints fan with the Saints coming in this weekend. Oh, no. So, <clears throat> no. Uh, no, New England. Uh, yeah, everybody so, here is New England right no, now. No, no, no. I, I love the Red Sox. <laughs> that's a face for a podcast yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so uh so no i was studying it was really good we actually it wasn't like some drama club you know because we didn't even do plays we kind of did scenes and we did one acts but really just studied text and you know uh, develop your voice and movement and how to uh and how to break down a scene and really come to an understanding that acting is closer to psychology you know create the right. world so strong that it induces the behavior, you have an understanding of it uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, from a psychological That's thing. high school? Or that, that, that was in high school? school? Yeah, yeah. So you knew at what age did you form the idea that you were going to do something creative in the arts? Oh, I, 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 I kind of knew. At 16, he was uh, well, I knew, yeah, I knew, 40, 15, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I started like at 14, 15, 16. I tried to do, you know, I got into radio, and I knew it, and I thought it was a, you know, it's concurrent track. You know, when I got out of high school, academically, I got accepted to the University of Chicago and Brandeis. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, uh, and Sarah Lawrence. <laughs> all, the, <laughs> wow. all the girls. Right, right, all the girls. And that was the pitch. That's how I found out. Yeah. They said, and, but I got into Juilliard, you know. Oh, well, and, you uh, Wait, well, how do you get accepted into Sarah Lawrence? Isn't it an all-girls school at that yeah, point? No, no. no that it was just a- turned. I'm I'm class 81. We used to so date those girls in Boston when so we were college. It was yeah. all about that was the whole pitch. The Sarah Lawrence girls. They were like, "Hey, listen, uh, listen." Yeah, it was like 18 yeah. girls to one guy. Yeah, in the dorm. and that's the, 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 I, I can see the recruiter now. They, we used to have <laughs> at Ben Franklin at Ben Franklin, my my academic school, right? My academic. I went half the day to an academic school, high school, which was a college prep, kind of like Stuyvesant in New York, yeah. right? And then the other half to New Orleans Center of Creative Arts. And that's where I went to school with Winston Marcellus, Harry Connick Jr., right, you know, right. uh, wow. Anthony Mackie went to school right. there. After no me. kidding. And so, uh, so I had the best of both worlds. So going into college, I had that too. I'm like, okay, University of Chicago, Brandeis, North Carolina School of the Arts, and Juilliard, you know, I, you know what am I going to do? I said, I can always, Juilliard only accepts, you know, 15 to 20 people. So I better take that. Because I can always go back and get an academic. Wait, what did they say at Sarah Lawrence? They were pitching. Sarah Lawrence. So the pitch was, the pitch was, and I, so at lunchtime, I would go to the Sarah, to, they would have college recruiters at lunchtime. And I went back over and over to Sarah Lawrence and the woman said, listen, we are everything. Yeah, it was a woman. Yes. Uh, We are everything. We need you. We need you as, (laughs) we need you as much as you need us. Right. She said, we are, you are a, uh, working class black southern male catholic and we wow. have predominantly you know um uh new england uh upper middle class jewish women and uh you actually <laughs> will cohabitate in the dorm with them you know Come on. And, and you will have a house and it's a we call them quads and yeah, you will be right. you will be one and then there will be three other women with you and we have like 10 to 1 women to men <laughs> I'm signing and, up right, right? <laughs> and she kept and she kept bringing that up and I said but I want to be an actor pitch. and they said we will design a program for you to go into the city <laughs> you have our professors 
<laughs> our professors, and we have, oh they had a relationship with the um, Neighborhood Playhouse, which was a great training program. Mm-hmm. And, and we will develop a program at the Neighborhood Playhouse for you. And the girls will come and, right. and show up <laughs> to every performance. Oh, that's right. <laughs> they will dress you. you. They will put on your makeup. Like, powder. Oh, man. I, <clears throat> powder you. So I, and I really, at one point, I was just like, powder mm. your balls. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Uh, I so, felt like a football what? player in Division I. Like, <laughs> and, and this is a great liberal arts school, so these girls are like very Ready open. To go. <laughs> we ended up there a few weekends, and they're right about those quads. They're just full of girls but i don't know at that age if that was really appealing to me at that i was still kind of like uh, i don't know if i want that you know i i i uh that's a great uh, it pitch, was huh? it was a great pitch though i was just kind of like man this is going to be interesting see i had the uh, opposite <laughs> i was at berkeley college of music which was all dudes oh, yeah, yeah. and one girl who now oh, wow, you this, went to berkeley i, I did yeah oh, man you know branford branford marcellus went i there. know who he is yeah oh, you, you're mean, younger I, than us i keep forgetting but uh yeah, all my buddies went there, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. But they weren't there when I was there. That was yeah. just me. <laughs> and it was uh it wasn't the school it is today. It turns out it's now like one of the big schools like Juilliard that right. feeds the entertainment. It's just like oh, one yeah. of the top five all of a sudden. Oh, this little yeah, school yeah. I went to that I didn't know. Well it was really jazz, so in the eighties in the eighties it was that for jazz. Right? right. And now it's it is that for pop music. Right. Right, right. right engineering right. and exactly all of right. that, man. It is Berkeley has become you Well know, that's what I was doing, music production and engineering and uh, music scoring and that yeah, stuff. All the producers and stuff. Yeah. But they, I had jazz tea. I, I didn't I like Miles Davis and John I listened to it. I didn't like playing it. It was too complicated for me. I was uh, more about a, I was like? a blues guitarist. I like blues. Oh, you know, so. Black chords, man. Yeah. I had fun. I used to work on a show called Night Music with David Sanborn where we had a lot of oh, those guys yeah. come walking through and You know, I did jazz at Lincoln Center. Yeah. Uh for like uh, 3 or 4 years. Yeah. Uh, all the concerts from there it's on, great. on the radio. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. yeah, I met Miles Davis. I met, you know, I had Have I you seen this- the new Miles uh Documentary, no. Birth of the Cool. You have no. to see it by Stanley Nelson, man. Oh, it is fantastic. It's out now. Wow. Go and see it. I'll go see it. It is that. really, really good. And also, do you know there's a new Miles record album? Sure they found too. an album that's coming Come out on. in like a month. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Two. They just found a John Coltrane album uh, and then a Miles album. The music, yeah. I had one of the funnier things that happened in Berkeley was meeting uh, Dizzy Gillespie, who was down at the record store down the street, and I had gone to the Newport Jazz Festival and taken pictures of. Oh yeah, him. and I had a big stack of Dizzy Gillespie pictures because I'm a trumpet player too. Oh cool! So I, thought, I'm going to bring these pictures to Dizzy Gillespie at his book signing. <laughs> in line for an hour for Dizzy. Got there and I said, Dizzy. I'm Spike. I was Michael at that point. I've got these pictures of you. And he just looked at me. He goes, are you going to buy my book? Went, what? <laughs> no, I brought these pictures for you. I just never been around famous people before. I, I just thought we could bond over this. He goes, if you're not going to buy my book, you should just. <laughs> and I went, oh, this is how the world works. works. <laughs> this is how the world works. The other thing that happened right after that was. It, suddenly in the dorms, everybody said, uh, uh, the president is landing down the street in his helicopter. 
Ronald Reagan. Wow. I went, a president of the United States? He go, come on. We all left class. And we go running down Mass Ave and go around the corner. And then at mm. this, you know, some sort of industrial weapons facility right, right, right. down there. Suddenly, there's Marine One landing. Uh, and you. out comes Ronald Reagan. He gets at the top of the stairs and he waves. And all of these hands go right by my head with a middle of finger extended. And they go, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's the days where... There's no real security, so you're kind of right next to the yeah. helicopter. Like, I'm wow. like, my God, these these guys are going to be in such trouble for flipping off the president <laughs> of the United States. How dare you? I just know, again, just yeah. know where <laughs> right? you're, I'm 18. I just turned 18. But uh, two funny moments about yeah. life that you're just learning about life, like, you know, happening around you. Anyway. It's been great. Yeah, it's man. Been a lot Thank of fun you. talking to you, Wendell. Same I, here. Uh, Same I, here, man. You gotta. You, you've got season two under your belt. I know Amazon mm-hmm. is paying you an awful lot of money. We got to get him in something new. <laughs> yes, right? let's spend his money. Let's spend your money. The new nine nine two nine eleven is coming out. Nine nine two nine. You told me about the new Miles Davis album. We're going to tell you about the new nine eleven is coming out. Now, what do you think about Cabriolet? I want to. I want to. I want to. Go ahead. What do you Electric man. I want to do Tesla. The Taycan is what you want, I think. Taycan? Yeah. Yeah. That's Tesla is not as cool as the Taycan, the, the new Porsche, Porsche electric. Okay. Coming yeah, right. I just read the about that. They're cool. Uh, Audi uh, e-tron GT, another cool one. You're, you've already got a Porsche. It's going to be hard for you to go to the Tesla at this point. And Elon Musk, is, he's acting a little daffy these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a little nutty. It's just one thing. You know, it's cool. one thing, man. Yeah. You know, you smoke a little one. doobie and then you say this and you say <laughs> that. You're very understanding. Well, everybody's making an electric car, so really you'll yeah, have yeah, your yeah. choice. I mean, yeah, even Jaguar BMW? has one. I mean, yeah, Jaguar has one. Yeah, yeah. What every- about that BMW? No. The i8s, the yeah. i3s, yeah, they don't have a lot of range, okay. you know. I, I think it would be interesting for a guy like you to do one of your longer drives. I mean, if you did get a Tesla, try to drive mm-hmm. to New Orleans and, you know. Battery anxiety. Yeah, that's, no, just to do <laughs> it. See, well, the thing, the thing about the Tesla, I, I just, this, I was always fearful of those, you know, the charging stations, you know. Right. right. Like, you get out of L.A., you know, you get to Texas, like, look here, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I need to charge my electric car. Oh, that's good. Yeah, right here. You know, I, I get a lot of listen. I get a lot of attention in Texas in my black Porsche already. Because right? I, I, oh, I, I remember stopping in Sonora, Sonora, Texas, just east of San Antonio, about an hour and a half uh, west of mm-hmm. San Antonio. Before I got there, uh, pull in. It's a literally a one light town grocery store, hotel, convenience store, and uh, gas station. You smell Sonora before you get there because it is the cattle uh, Uh, exchange, right? Uh, So you just see, I mean, 100,000 cattle, and then you get to the little town. I'm like, well, if you're going to get a steak, it has to be Sonora, right? So I stop and stop in the steakhouse, and I pull up, and no one is at this place. And it's like 1 o'clock. It's, you know, lunchtime. I pull up in this black Porsche with California plates, right? <laughs> brother, brother gets out. You know, I walk in, and the lady looks at me and she says, uh, can I help you? <laughs> I was like, hey, you know, lunch. I want to get a steak. I'm like, cool. So I sat down, and uh, so I uh, ordered, and I'm waiting for my meal, you know. And the next thing you know, uh, you see the sheriff pull up. Come on. Come <laughs> on. And it was classic. So I'm sitting in the booth, and he just walks in, you know. Hey, how you doing? I'm like, hey, how you doing? So he walks up to the counter and he sits down. 
gets a cup of coffee, and I'm behind him now. And he turns around and goes, uh, uh, that's your car out there? Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking, cool hand Luke. Yeah, you know, yeah. Right? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, California. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You drove that all the way from California? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm driving. See my parents uh, in New Orleans. I'm driving home. He goes, yeah, man. That's one of them. You know, everybody says Porsche, right? That's one of them Porsche. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Goes fast, doesn't it? I said, <laughs> I said, I don't know, Sheriff. I only do 55. You know? <laughs> he goes, yeah, all right, cool. And then uh, he goes, yeah, man. He said, wow, man, it's a beautiful car. You know, he said, yeah. What do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm an actor. He goes, oh, yeah, man. Well, welcome to Sonora. And then he just walks out, which is, you know, classic little town. Yeah, yeah. Some Check you strangers out. here, right? Check me out. Uh-huh. And then after that, man, I would stop there all the time. And yeah. then it was like, hey, there's the hey, hey. <laughs> And then, you know, we all but had lunch every time. Send you know, him a headshot. Uh, all of a sudden, I would stop, and then he would come in and he goes, hey, Wendell Pierce, you're back, huh? Oh, oh that's great. But, you know, over the years, there you, you go. followed the show on the wire and everything. So Yeah, there you go. I should go Make, back now, you know. Friends. And he'll okay. be like, hey, you're on Jack Ryan now. You're a CIA officer. All right. <laughs> there you go. Show business unifies us. Yes. It unifies us. It brings us all together. We have more in common than we don't really, actually. I do believe that. I believe most people are good in this world and want want, uh, want peace and happiness in the same thing. Absolutely. Anyway, season two of Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan is debuting Friday, November 1st, 2019. I'll be watching it, Wendell. Pleasure yeah, meeting yeah. you, man. And I'm and I'm going to be over in London because right now I'm uh, doing Death of a Salesman on uh, no really? the Look West at you. End. Yeah. So what role are you playing? Legit actor, Willie Loman, man. Wow. Yeah. Good yeah. for you, man. First African American uh, Willie Loman really? on a commercial level like this. And when do we hear about season three of Jack season Ryan? Season three, probably. Are they in first position, sir? Uh, oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So you have to ask their permission for everything. Oh, absolutely. They That's are the first position. Be. That's which, and they are they are premium first position. <laughs> I love yeah. Amazon. I'm, I'm yeah, the money sucker. When you hear what he's saying, <laughs> it's, a, it's a never ending flow. Money. You just turn that spigot <laughs> on and. No, it's, out it's, it's about the of quality money. of the work <laughs> no, it's, and, and the money is Christian. just an incidental. <laughs> yes, that, listen, this is my vocation. <laughs> do it for free. He's buying radio stations. <laughs> this is my vocation. This is the thing that I love to do. Yes. It happens to be my occupation, too, the thing that earns my living. But it's my vocation first. <laughs> And I, He's gonna buy with and Jeff all of Bezos, <laughs> have a vision of doing quality work on Prime Video. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do, bring you quality entertainment on Prime Video. And we share that vision, and yeah. me and Mr. Bezos. And, and then the valise full of cash slides across the table. <laughs> it's pillowcases, Zuckerman. Pillowcases full of Money cash. bags. <laughs> Zuckerman, you got anything to say before we go? I just was a pleasure to be here. Same yeah, here. It was a lot of pleasure fun. You can catch up with me on Instagram, everybody. That was Wendell Pierce. Again, check out uh, Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, premiering November 1st, 2019 on Amazon. Wendell, nice to meet you. We'll see you next week on Spike's Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com. All right, folks, the NFL. 
the college football action is continuing to heat up this week with big games on the schedule that you are not going to want to miss out on. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at Podcast One, betonline.ag, to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and make sure you use that promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% sign-up bonus. I was playing blackjack on it the other night. It was pretty fun. Um, made a little money, as a matter of fact. My picks last week propelled me to the first place, though, when it comes to football. I'm tied with a few other hosts, but guess what? Your old buddy Spike is still at the top. And this week, NFL week number four picks. Are you ready? Of course, of course, we're taking the Patriots over the Bills. I think you all know why. I'm also going to take Tennessee over Atlanta. Not going to share with you the reasons for that. I might just be faking that I don't know why I'm taking Tennessee. But never mind. Tennessee over Atlanta. I'm lucky. Cleveland over Baltimore. Minnesota over Chicago. Dallas over New Orleans. So visit betonline.ag. And don't forget that promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% sign-up bonus. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.